Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Health and Lifness, a health and fitness podcast brought to you by Highland News and Media. Now we're a month into this and we haven't yet put on record our best wishes to Jack, who's got a competition. Um, By the time you've heard this, he'll have actually had his competition yesterday. But um, we've obviously seen some of the photos you've been putting on Instagram, Jack, and you've been looking incredible. I bet you can't wait for the actual competition to start. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Andy. So, yeah, it's on the, the 9th of yeah May coming up. So it's, um, yeah, not far away. So obviously this kind of last few weeks coming up to our competition, you know, you're pretty depleted and it's the, the last few weeks are definitely the hardest. So I'm just in this kind of like, permit phase and I'm just not doing very much above what I need to do and I'm just wrapping up in warm clothes all the time and <laughs> sitting at home in blankets and stuff so yeah it's not as glamorous as it as it might seem no but I bet there's a lot of a lot of people getting jealous when they look at those pictures I mean it'll be it'll take some man to beat you I think Jack at this uh, this event yeah I mean it's, it's one of those things and it's uh, I think from like my perspective because of the sport and the nature of the sport it's um we're our own worst critics um and i think probably in any sport you're the same as well and you're always going to kind of doubt yourself and but again that's a it's a good thing because uh you don't want to go into any competition expecting to win um i mean i i always kind of tell myself as long as i go in as long as i've improved on the last time as long as i've, I've beat my previous self i'm i'm happy so um What'll happen will happen. I haven't seen any pictures of Steve lately, but I'd imagine on, on this call you've probably got the, the best body of the guys anyway. Well it depends what you class it depends what you class as a good <laughs> a good body, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Regular listeners will know Jack Gunn is one of our expert panelists and also co owner of the Forge Gym in Inverness. And we've also got co host Federica Stefani with us and weightlifting guru Steve Walsh, chief executive of High Life Highland. Um, anyone else want to ask Jack anything about his contest? Yeah, I'd like to ask him uh, how long have you been without having a competition? Like, have you had a big stop for lockdown as well, or um, is it the first uh, one in a while? Uh, so, yeah, with, with competing, it usually works in like in seasons. So, Basically, every year there is competitions, um, but it's how they fall kind of in your kind of cycle of training um, and where you are w- within your own kind of bodybuilding life, basically. So um, if you've got to meet a weight cap or, if, for example, I left the last time I competed was 2019 and I competed as a junior. So I'm moving. I'm no longer a junior now. So I'm moving into the opens. And because of my weight, it makes me a heavyweight. So I'm going in, it's quite a big step up. Um, so because I knew that was coming, I took two years out to kind of improve and grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, with COVID last year, obviously a lot of the shows were kind of put on hold and postponed. But this year, um, most federations are running shows. And I think some are even going to the lengths of hiring outdoor marquees and building stages in the marquees. So it's nice to see that the shows are going to go ahead definitely this year. Must be very exciting for you, like to go into a new, full new level. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's a nice, it's a nice progression, and it's I think with, with bodybuilding, it's we're all really impatient, and nobody really wants to kind of stagnate in the same place. We always kind of want to level up. So 
I mean, I, I fully appreciate that it's quite a big leap going from juniors into the, the open heavyweights, um, but it's also a good challenge as well. And regardless of what happens for me personally, it's going to be a really good kind of learning curve and an experience. And um, I'll be able to take a lot of kind of uh, learning points away from it. So, um, yeah, it's no, I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Yeah. Hey, Jack, um, just just uh... I, I've always I've heard about this this um, and you know I'm not an expert in bodybuilding, um, but it's you know this carb loading um, theory that that we hear about in terms of as you come up to a competition and you you want to obviously almost bloat yourself to uh, that's the wrong terminology as well, but it's uh, interested in the hydration and the diet leading right up to that competition. So you know how you 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 show yourself at, at your best. Can you just give us a wee bit on that? Yeah, so I mean, with when it comes to bodybuilding, there's a lot of kind of confusing aspects. So people almost feel that they have to dehydrate or they have to, to carb load. Now, the the reason behind these things is it's an adaptation you make to how your physique looks. So when you diet for 16 weeks, um, predominantly in most instances, people are running low carbohydrates. Um, and over that time, progressively, you become almost flatter kind of less your muscles become less full because they're depleted of um, the glycogen that they require to, to remain full um, so essentially within the last week um, the idea behind carb loading is to fling lots of carbs into the body after a, a prolonged period of depletion your body is then like a sponge soaks up those carbs um, and fills the muscle out um, which gives you that kind of popped kind of hard kind of look on a stage but again it's one of those things not everybody needs to do it um it's something you should be quite adaptive adaptive to on what they call peak week which is the week of a show so i mean if, if the day before you look quite flat then yeah maybe you should think about adding in some some carbohydrates um but i guess the most kind of complicated one with that is the the, the water depletion a lot of people do that is kind of standard when they don't necessarily need to. Um, a, a kind of clash of interest there is that, that when you're carb loading, if you are going to carb load, you need you need to be hydrated to help shut all those carbohydrates to the muscle. Um, carbs minus hydration, it, it doesn't work. So you have to have a really good balance of the two. Um, and this is why this year I've, I've recruited a, a coach, somebody who's experienced in that field, who's, who's done it with other clients who's done it a million times and it's been quite nice having someone take the stress of that away having a kind of a professional eye make that decision for you because it's such a little thing but it can have a really big big impact on the end result yeah there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of science to it all isn't there with the diet and diet's one of the sort of big topics that i think we're going to definitely get onto. Um, we're obviously going to we're going to maybe speak about it a little bit in a while, but um, it's one of those that we can maybe dedicate a full episode or two to in future. Um, but while we're talking about competition, Steve, you've also got a contest coming up. Can you tell us a little bit more about about that? Yeah, sure. So it's in a different field. Um, I, I think I mentioned before that I'd I'd been lucky enough to win the worlds um, in powerlifting back in 2012. So. I've um, been balloted into the World Masters weightlifting um, competition, which was scheduled to be held in Japan, but um, and I couldn't afford to go and do it in Japan. So uh, luckily, they're holding it virtually, and I, uh, I've been balloted in. So 26th of this month, 
So only a few weeks out, the weights are getting up there. And, you know, the, the real boost has been getting back in the gym and out of the garage uh, and having that sort of um, camaraderie and the benefit of some one-to-one coaching as well, just to, to make sure that, that my, you know, technical lifting is, is, is tickety-boo and, and where it needs to be. So really looking forward to that. And um, it would be lovely to to get a medal or get a podium but to be honest just to compete in it is 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 really great and i and i I, i'm a bit nervous but can't wait now we spoke about diet a little bit earlier and this week's topic is really the key question and that's what's most important genetics mindset technique or diet personally i think genetics and bad genetics is used by some people as an excuse which then feeds into mindset. Because if you believe in yourself, you can achieve your goals. It just takes positivity, but you also have to be sensible. There's no point busting your tail in the gym, but being doing it on a diet of cheeseburgers and chips. But what do you guys reckon? Uh, Jack, maybe you could start us off with that one. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm actually gonna maybe pitch in from a slightly different angle with a couple of things that haven't been mentioned. So. With my training, the three key things that you need to have working synergistically, I believe, is training, nutrition, and rest. And without one, you don't have the other. And I think you can you can train as hard as you want. You can you can eat as clean as you want. But for example, with the training, you can train super hard. But if you're not resting, you're not recovering. Uh, you know what I mean? It's the same with the training. If you if you're eating all the food. To kind of grow muscle but you're not training it's you're not creating the demand for the food so i think i think you have i think everything is important but i i do actually agree with what you said with mindset um and i think a good person to reference from my sporting bias is dorian yates who was somebody who wasn't blessed with the best genetics however he was blessed with probably the the best mentality of any of the mr olympias in existence he he was a very, very kind of closed book. They called him the shadow because he would appear one year to compete, win all the shows, and then he would just disappear and just get his head into the training and into the diet. Um, and I think his his ability to close off and, and apply 100% a strong mindset to everything he did relative to bodybuilding, that's what enabled him to win all of those Mr. Olympia titles. So I do believe the, the the number one limiting factor is is your your mentality. So I, I do agree with you on that. I think what you sort of said there reminded me of something that I saw on on on. I think it must have been on Netflix or somewhere like that. It was a documentary, and I think it featured a guy, uh, Jay Cutler. I think you'll know um, as an American yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah, and he was really sort of focusing on the sort of mindset and the and the diet, and and he was really sort of pushing the, the idea of sort of eat, sleep, train, repeat, eat, sleep, train, repeat. And he would go into the gym in the morning, he would go in the evening, and he would also go at night and he was doing his cardio in the middle of the night in the small hours, but he was eating and he was sleeping, he was resting sort of between the sessions and that's what really sort of made him into a, a monster. And he said that that was really sort of the thing that was making the difference because while other people was sort of looking at him and wondering what he was doing. He was really sort of focused. And, and like you say, it's sort of that single-mindedness as well, isn't it? With the mindset, you've really got to sort of focus on what you're doing. Be selfish, I guess, to an extent. 
Yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, the good, as the saying goes, it's uh, don't make excuses, make solutions. Um, if you make excuses for yourself, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I hear people come to me and they kind of give it, you know, I can't, I can't do bodybuilding because I, I work Monday to Friday, nine to five. And it's like, well, I work Monday, nine to five, and I do coaching, I own a gym as well. It's how, if you want something bad enough, you'll find the time for it. You'll, you'll make time for, for what's important to you. And whether that's a, a relationship or a job or a sport, if you want it bad enough, you'll make the time for it. And it's, um, that, that, that's the key. I think the genetic side of it as well, it's it's one of them, like I said earlier, it's a bit of an excuse, but I think as well, it's it can be, if, if somebody sort of feels that because you're sort of training hard and you're not blessed genetically, but then somebody says, oh, it's all because of your genetics. You know, if somebody said to you, Jack, oh, you're only big because of your genetics, then you can maybe be a bit offended by that as well, because... You know, they sort of maybe think that you're cutting court, you know, shortcuts and and cutting corners because, you know, you're sort of blessed genetically to to get bigger and and you're not really training as hard as you can rather than putting that time in. I think people say that there's maybe an aspect of naivety there because they cannot fathom and they don't understand the amount of work that actually goes on behind closed doors. Because when, when you see people... I mean, they, they see you on a stage or they see you at the shops. They don't see you in the in the gym, you know what I mean, killing yourself on a platform or, do you know what I mean? Like it's, they don't see you up at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night frying chicken and cooking rice. They don't like, no, nobody sees all that. Um, but I think with genetics as well, certainly from a bodybuilding standpoint, it shouldn't be looked upon as a, a limiting factor, not, not until it, at least at the very top of the game. Because everybody, no, no two people are the same. You, none of us have the same genetics. You know? We all have different muscle insertions, muscle bellies. No two people are the same. Um, so I think but that's the beauty of bodybuilding is everybody's different. If we were all the same, there would be nothing to judge against. There would be no challenge. There would be no contest. So I think having, having and I think as well, if you have a really strong mentality, having um, what would be deemed poor genetics, it, it's, it's a bigger challenge. It's, and it's... Uh, but it's nothing that can't be overcome, and I don't think it should be something that stands in people's way. Yeah, and the, the genetics is something that you can't change as well. You know, you, you, whatever you do, you can't change your genetics, but you can change your mindset, and you can change your diet, and you can make those tweaks that can make a difference. Absolutely, and I think at the end of the day, it, it, it just comes back to you being the best rendition of you, and as long as you put 100% into every aspect of what you do, you can take assurance in knowing that you're the best you can be. Um, that's that's why I tell myself. <laughs> so, that's my Buddha talk. All right, I'll go a bit, a tiny bit against the tide here, uh, but uh, uh, not to say anything, I guess, what you said. I think that the mindset, it's so hugely important. And you see people that with their, like, the, just the sheer amount of will I have, they overcome huge um just huge hurdles but at the same time probably as you said it's something so personal and everyone is so different that for some people that may become an obstacle maybe because it's more difficult that for, than for someone else so whereas more than an excuse you probably isn't that something that people should move or sort of look into in terms of giving access to, and maybe facilitate for people to 
that I have maybe a bit more of these issues and not, not issues, but I have a different genetics so for that find more difficult to get into a certain sport or uh, reach certain uh, levels in a sport. Shouldn't there be some sort of maybe um, equalizers like just coming towards them and actually help sometimes people that maybe have like help people give them a push because sometimes like the average person will not have the mindset of uh, someone that maybe has done something incredible uh, just without putting themselves off but you need also I think to consider that um, not, again not everyone is the same and you also need to think that it's maybe sometimes not an excuse but it's something that makes things more difficult so there should be something else maybe that comes into play sometimes to help out um i don't know what i think i think that's where coaching comes in i mean sort of uh steve steve was saying earlier on that you know in in preparation for his contest he's, he's back in the gym now and he's, he's getting that one-to-one -one coaching again and and i think that's what can sort of change people's mindset a little bit but um i'd be interested to know steve what what you think is is most important whether it's the the sort of mindset, the the genetics, the the diet, or the technique. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think it's a blend of everything. And you know, if, if you're asking me about weightlifting, I would say programming, technique, attitude, and recovery would be the things that that come to mind. But you know, I I, I agree with with both Fed and Jack. You know, this is about sports about reaching your potential, and I think your potential individually, and that should be regardless of genetics or or disability you know you you know I, I would say you know it's safe we take weightlifting you're not going to be an olympic champion with bad levers right so if you're you know the, the chinese pick out their their lifters at a very early age for a reason because they're genetically gifted but um i i always uh i, I love the the thing that um uh, is from gladiator marcus aurelius said what stands in the way becomes the way and, you know, it's 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 what's in your way. You find a way to overcome it and, you know, whatever it is you need to use um, and just celebrate those small wins along the way. But um, I, I do think it just goes back to reaching your own individual potential, whatever that might be. And, and I think that leads to, you know, self-actualization and happiness. Um, you might not be Mr. Olympia and you might not be an Olympic champion, but actually, if you can just do your damnest and you know that you've done your best, there is, I think that that that's where you you reach your um, your own potential, and you gain that self satisfaction. So I don't know if that helps, but um, not everyone can be a champion. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're saying some important stuff there. I think it's like you say, you know, some people might, some countries might pick certain people because of their genetics, because they're, they're genetically blessed and, and what have you. And some people might get frustrated at the progress that they're making because they maybe feel that the genetics is holding them back. Um, but I think it's other aspects that they need to look at as well, like the diet. You know, I mean, if you're pushing yourself in the gym and then you're eating, you know, fish and chips or pies or chocolate or whatever every night and drinking coke and, and all that sort of stuff then that's going to make a difference because you know i think everyone sort of says you can't out train your diet isn't that always in like a question of balance like you have to if you want to reach certain levels you're gonna have to cut out on certain things but also maybe not cutting out completely on things just finding your own 
your own balances. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone everyone's got to live a little bit as well, and it's like even it's like what Steve was saying about Mr. Olympia as an Olympic champions. Even these people have off days, or they have days where they want to, you know, sit with their partner and have a a takeaway or something. And it's you have to allow for that. We're not we're not all robots. Um, but again, it's like you hit the nail on the head, and that's that's balance. Um, that's not a certainly not in my sport a reason to every couple of days to go and eat in McDonald's. But you know, as and when you know you feel you really need it, um, the option's always there. Yeah, I mean, I think you've, you're right. You've got to you've got to treat yourself uh, from time to time. But I remember when when I when I first went to the gym when I was sort of sixteen, seventeen, I'd I'd walk to the gym, um, and then on the way back I'd pop into the shop and I'd grab a can of coke and a bar of chocolate, and then I was sort of wondering why I wasn't making much progress. Yeah, I mean, I think with that, if you're if you're doing that every single day. Probably over time, that's going to have some some degree of negative impact. But if you're six days of that week grabbing a bottle of water and a banana, and then on that seventh day you're then treating yourself to that full sugar coke and that Mars bar, then you know that's that's not, that's no real sweat. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all about balance and you know. I liked what Jack said in the first podcast. Remember you said, um, you know, you're always learning. Nobody knows everything. And, and, and I really like that. That goes back to this, doesn't it? It goes, it's diet, it's program, it's technique, it's attitude, it's it's everything. Um, and just listening to people, taking advice. You know, for Andy, it'd be, you know, somebody saying, don't eat a Mars bar and a, a full fat Coke. Why don't you, you know, get a bottle of milk and and, and maybe, you know, just, just even take something a little bit healthier, some protein. And that's just part of the journey, right? And um, nobody knows it all. And uh, I, I think... Hopefully that's what, what this will do. Just just help people along that journey. Um, if it, you know, if one person gets a wee bit of something out of this podcast, then that would be just great. Yeah, I think it's a case of us sort of sharing our mistakes as well. I think it's like what Jack said in the previous episode about when he he met uh, one of his mentors and his mentor sort of showed him the light in terms of mistakes that he'd made along the way so that he didn't repeat them. And I think that's what people can hopefully maybe learn a little bit from us as well. So, I mean, I'd certainly say to people, don't go and get, you know, Coke and a bar of chocolate after working out every time. <laughs> no, I totally mean, it's, it's all about, it's all about sharing experiences. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like what I said earlier. I mean, somebody can tell you 10 things and nine of those things might be completely irrelevant and useless but there could be one piece of valuable information in there that totally changed things for you and your progress so but i mean it's i, I mean I've, I've certainly had off days i've certainly um done things that didn't work and it's again they might might not have the same impact for somebody else but if i can tell them and make them aware then that's i mean that's a small win there's one thing that always sticks out for me. Sorry, um, it's just I've got to get off. But it well, it's in the front of my mind. I've got to get out. But it was um, in the deadlift. I I just you know I've been pulling, doing the Michael Jackson at the knees for a long time and not been able to finish deadlifts. And I I just get this bit of advice: get up above the knee and get your hips through. And suddenly, and I see people in the gym all the time struggling, and you're just having that wee thought about: should I go and say to them that you know get it to your knees and get your hips through? But for me. That was the difference, you know. So those those little things, I think, can just can change something for you so significantly. Um, and, and I think just picking them up along the way and 
and getting rid of those mistakes is just critical, isn't it? Sharing, sharing experience. Yeah, and I think mindset is, I mean, we keep going back to it, but for me, it's the power of positivity, really. You know, if you're positive um, and what you're doing, you're making progress, that breeds more positivity, if, especially if you, you feel like you are making progress. Yeah, I mean, if you're happy in what you're doing, you enjoy it, you're doing good. Amen. Okay, so we've spoken a bit about diet there, and uh, next week we'll probably just sort of focus a little bit more on diet, and we'll... We'll obviously find out a little bit more about how Jack got on at his competition. But uh, each episode, we, we end with a question from a listener. And this week's comes from William. He's keen to add a bit more muscle mass. And he knows that he needs to add more protein to his diet. But he's heard that beef isn't a good source because it takes longer to digest and wants to know if he should really just stick to chicken and turkey. Um, personally, I like all three, um, as well as fish. Uh, I think fish is a good source of protein. But I mean, what do, what do you guys think, Jack? You're you're probably a bit of a food food expert by now. Uh, yes, I mean, protein is protein. Um, I wouldn't really um, stress too much about uh, digestion times. It's not really going to have a an impact on the, the amount of protein that you're going to get at the end of the day. Um, Twenty grams of protein from fish is essentially the same as 20 grams of protein from beef there might be a slight discrepancy in the amino acid content but that's something negligible in, in the grand scheme of things it's not going to have a big impact so i get my, my advice there would be not to not to sweat the small stuff um use whatever sits better with your stomach is he best suited for your 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 gut health and your digestion um and what you enjoy as well and i mentioned uh Jack, I mentioned chocolate bars earlier. Um, I know you can obviously get protein bars nowadays, which have you know coated with chocolate. Are they are they a good thing for for this? Well, I mean, it's the thing is, if you're if you're at a point where you're struggling to hit an extra twenty thirty grams of protein on top of what you normally have in a day, it, it, a protein bar or a protein shake is it, it's quite a nice thing to have. It's I mean, most protein bars nowadays they taste really good and. Uh, they taste almost like an actual chocolate bar or a cake or do you know what I mean so it's a, it's a nice it's a nice way as well to enjoy your diet or to enjoy 30 grams of protein bit of a weird one but what about insects I've heard that these are extremely high in protein so I don't know if you've ever tried them or you know that any of us that actually has ever tried them because I tried some crickets when I was in Mexico they were delicious so I was, I was like that's actually quite a good thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've maybe eaten a couple of spiders in my sleep, but other than that, I don't think I've ever. That's probably, <laughs> I can't say I've ever eaten insects. No, extra protein. How about you? How about you, Steve? With your military background, have you been? Have you had the diet of insects before? No, but I've eaten some. I've eaten some pretty interesting things, but um, <laughs> that's normally in the mess tent. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's interesting on, on the diet side, isn't it? I, you know, there's this rule of thumb we use in, in if you're trying to maintain body weight, weightlifting, but still recover, you know, that, that sort of 1.5 grams of, of protein per kilo of body weight. It's almost a sort of rule of thumb that, that's used. But I think supplementation to the diet as well is, I know the question was about beef, chicken, or, or, or but I think we've moved on from that, haven't we? I think supplementation is something that, again, could be a whole call, couldn't it? But... You know, um, I think that certainly for me now, getting close to that that 
competition. I need to supplement my diet and the bone, the old bones are a wee bit achy in the joints. So, you know, Amigo fish oil for me is really something I, I take all the time just to sort of lubricate the joints. But, you know, a wee bit of protein just to protein powder from Jack's friendly local store uh, from Dean to just uh, just boost the, the diet is because it's generally quite difficult, isn't it, to discipline yourself to get the protein out of pure f- the food. So a wee bit of supplementation goes a long way. And just to make Dean smile, Jack, uh, what what name is that store? Yeah, so if you uh, check out Highland Supplement Centre, or if you drop into the Forge Gym, we've got the shop here, so we've got every type of protein under the sun. So, so Jack, you owe me you owe me a free pack of uh, that nice. What's that sweet stuff you got? Yummy sports <laughs> for that plug for yummy. <laughs> so for that plug, you uh, you owe me a free. And I owe you. Service with a smile from Dean. Service with a smile, always. Nothing Everybody knows Dean <laughs> Dean doesn't smile, does he? <laughs> he is a happy guy. Uh, he is a happy guy. Just doesn't like getting a sport with Dean, he'll tell you that. <laughs> now, I, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a bit hungry, so I think we should wrap this up. If, uh, if anyone out there has got any, any questions or suggestions for us, and send them to health at hnmedia.co.uk and you've all been listening to Health and Liftness. If you like it, leave a like and share it with your friends. Until next time, thanks again. <laughs>